Hey, hello everyone out there. This is another episode of the PlayStation Report, and it feels like it's been a while since we've done this, even though you've got your episodes on the regular schedule. Tyler, we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. How you doing, buddy? I am alright. You had your vacation? Boy. I did, yep. We went down to, like, the Shenandoah Valley, Virginia area. Mm. Um, kind of nice and peaceful. Not a lot down there, so... Um, but explored some smaller towns and stuff. It was nice to just get away, clear the head. But it's definitely some interesting stuff down there. I, did I did really you go in the Did you go in the caves? No, we didn't go into in the caves, but we saw a cave because mm. um, we saw these like natural chimneys. Uh, oh, basically these rocks, just like how they deformed over time and all sorts of shit. It was it was really fucking wild. Mm. Um, and then we went, we did some hiking in like the Shenandoah, Shenandoah, Shenandoah Valley, like natural park. And man, the views down there are just really incredible. Really, really cool to see. And um, yeah, I was really kind of surprised. I thought being down in Virginia, especially like rural Virginia, like I really thought like nobody would be wearing a mask or anything like that. But. I was I was genuinely surprised. Just about everybody had a mask on, which was good to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was I was honestly a little scared. Not 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 really scared. I guess just worried of like ah oh, man. I I doubt anyone's wearing wearing a fucking mask down here because they don't believe in it. But because it's kind of a Trump land a little bit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but but it seemed like everybody was, and I, I even saw like a few places like totally refuse service and like kind of yell at people for not wearing a mask when they walked in. It was like, okay, this is this is good. Yeah, I mean, but, at a certain point, you have to kind of see through. I, I mean, I, I don't mean to get political here, but you did see like the fucking leaks about how the president was purposefully playing it down. Yeah. I like did, did at a certain point, people have to just fucking see that, yo, this is actually serious, and maybe we shouldn't be listening to someone who's only trying to preserve their own power. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Otherwise, it was it was nice. So, like up here, if you go to like a bar or a brewery or whatever in PA, you cannot order alcohol by itself. It has to be with a meal. Yeah. Like, you have to get food, but down. Down there, you can just go and go and drink. I mean, you have to have a mask on if you're walking around, mask on to get in, all sorts of stuff like that. But but you can just go down and drink, which was kind of nice, be able to do that. And sometimes it's just a little annoying when you just want to go get a fucking beer and sit over in the corner, you know, not really bother anyone, but you have to get food. Yeah, I mean, I understand yeah. it I mean, in a way. You well... Know. I, but you know, it's that's, it's kind of a law that doesn't need to exist. Yeah, yeah. There are other ways. To, I don't know. It, Pennsylvania like, laws I, are weird. They, they they're very weird. Like I understand it to a degree, but like I just feel like if if you know if it's just two people that just want to have a drink and are following the rules and then just sitting over in a corner by themselves away from people. Mm-hmm. And not looking to get trashed. I don't. I just don't. 
I, I mean, I feel that, like that's that, where I don't get it. But I feel yeah. like that's a thing that hey, maybe you should leave that up to the restaurant whether they want to win, whether they want to do that or not. Yeah, and not make it actual law because that that's just weird. Yeah, definitely. So, I wonder how long that'll last around here. But anyways, it was, it was hey, a good it time is it is sure. an election year. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. And, and we went, we did stop at this brewery on the way down. That was like so for me because they they were playing like nothing but like fucking metal inside, and I'm talking like hard shit. Like, oh. not just, you're like Metallica or Iron Maiden, like heavy stuff. And their beers are so good. Call, call, they're called Adrit Theory. Like, the art on their cans is amazing. It was like, it was a, a match made in heaven for me. As someone who likes beer and metal, that, that was that was really cool. But Awesome. Yeah. How about you? What you been up to? Oh, well, not, not much. I, fi- I finally got a haircut. Yeah, that, that's 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 the thing I did. <laughs> did uh did you go get a haircut as a service somewhere or did uh, you like do it yourself somewhat, or some shit? A, a family friend that we trusted. Mm. Gotcha. Uh but yeah. It's yeah, it's I haven't really been able to do much, man. I okay, before we get into playing video games, I will say my the reason I haven't played as much stuff on my PlayStation 4 is uh, my external hard drive died. Oh, no. Yeah, the oh, one with man. like 600 gigs of games installed on it oh, just died. No. Oh. I mean, I have another external hard drive I can switch over to, and I re-downloaded a couple games, but re-downloading all of that is going to take forever. Mm-hmm. Damn, so, that yeah. sucks, dude. So, damn. So, did you lose like saves and stuff, or did you? Have no, stuff all up in all cloud? of my all of my saves were on the internal storage. It's okay. just all my applications were were uh, saved on that external. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. That really yeah. blows. Yeah, I I tried everything to get that thing to go, but yeah, it, I I could tell it it was dead. It wouldn't even spin up when I. Plugged it in my PS4. I tried plugging it into my PC just to see what, see if I could copy the files over to another external drive, but it wouldn't even spin up there. Damn. So yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd say. I I was half tempted to just like be like, you know what? I'm done with my PS4. <laughs> I'll just wait till the PS5 comes out and I'll install all my games there, right? Because <laughs> PS4 games will play there for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, who knows? I don't know. It's just I don't going even know to work, if Sony right? Knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. knows. But yeah. But, Damn. Yeah, that, that that definitely blows. Yeah. Yeah, I guess over this two-week period, we did get some good racing. I I fully enjoyed both the Italian Grand Prix and the uh, Tuscan Grand Prix. Hmm. Uh, very different experiences, both of them. <laughs> yeah. The race today was just, it was, uh, if you survived, you were likely to get points. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I want to say eight cars, uh, went, like, were DNF'd. Yep. yep. Twelve, twelve finished. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, it was a wild race. And I mean, what, they went through... The first like four corners on the opening lap and just chaos, and then 
um, they were about to restart and even more chaos. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty ugly. That was re- that was a really ugly, ugly crashes for a lot of a lot of drivers. Yeah, and that like one. it's. It's weird. Like I, I feel like they need to change the rules somehow to stop something like from that happening. Yeah. Because like Valdery Botas was in the lead for that restart, and he had every right to be slow until he had to go. But like, it just caused a lot of confusion confusion on down the field. And right. Be- because they're so used to just having that kind of flying start in mm-hmm. a way, and when you change that up. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Yeah, I either they need to like change the rules around like how they restart, or you know maybe let. Uh, I know that it's part of the rules that they have to drive alone and unaided, but maybe for restarts, let let the pit wall communicate a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that was that was ugly. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse than it was, but thankfully everyone everyone who retired from this race was okay. Yeah, even um, Lance Stroll had a pretty nasty crash. Yeah, his his uh, left rear tire just went out on him, and he mm-hmm. went skidding off the gravel into the tire barrier. That was his car looked just destroyed. Oh yeah, it was like sideways. Uh huh. It was it was wild. And it was smoking and on fire, and they had to like peel off like the top layer to get underneath, and you saw like the inner bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it, that that track. Seems like it. I mean, it was fun to watch, um, but I can imagine just being in that in that uh, cockpit for that many laps with that much like G forces constantly with how oh, yeah. fast it is. I mean, <laughs> like right at the end when Lewis Hamilton like took his helmet off, there's just like sweat dripping out of it. It's like, oh my god, these guys got to be exhausted. Yeah, after they were. This race. They, they they probably were happy about the red flags because they could step out of the car and rehydrate yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah, plus it's like, yeah, it's, it's hot. It's Yeah, it seemed like a pretty pretty brutal race yeah. to be in. But entertaining nonetheless. Man, Max Verstappen, though, not having good luck these past two races. Nope. I mean, his car, what, it overheated last week and then basically overheated again this week, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before he can even do anything. That's unfortunate for him. Yeah. For sure. Especially last week when he really could have probably capitalized on some things, maybe. Who knows? But it made it made the Italian Grand Prix pretty exciting. Pierre Gasly winning. Yeah. Well, that that Pierre Gasly one was down to uh, Kevin Magnuson deciding to park his car right before the pit entrance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thus closing the pits, which Hamilton did, didn't see. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, know. good, good stuff. I mean, yeah. Even though today it was like, yeah, Lewis Hamilton wins again, but it was still at least incredibly entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like he even he had to had to wheel it a little bit. Yeah, I just think it's it's kind of blows my mind with the Mercedes drivers. It's just like, what does Valtteri Bottas have to do to like? beat Lewis Hamilton. It's kind of wild. Like, they're in the same car, same equipment, but yet he's just... He's just off a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just wild to see. I, I don't know. I don't know what that dude has to do to beat him. I don't know what anyone has to do to beat Lewis Hamilton most of the time. It's bad luck. Really. 
you know, I, is what he runs into a lot of times when when someone beats him. It's crazy. Yeah. I'd like to see. Well, there are a lot of drivers I'd like to see in that second Mercedes, but I yeah I'd, I'd like to see George Russell in a competitive car because oh, he's yeah, doing really definitely. well in that Williams. Yeah, he was, he was he unlucky is. not to get points. He had a bad restart on that second uh, red flag standing start. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would have yeah. been in the points today. Yeah, he would have. Ferrari just driving fucking tractors out there. <laughs> yeah. It was it was hilarious how bad like you see lap after lap uh Charles Leclerc just keep getting keeps getting passed on the start finish yeah. straight. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean at least they scored points. I mean, at Monza they were they were really bad. For their 1000th I mean, Grand Prix, they get a double points finish, 9th yep. and 10th. 9th <laughs> and 10th. Or wait, I think it it ended up being 8th and 10th with the uh Kimi Raikkonen uh, penalty. Yeah, Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. Yeah. At least, though, got to say, glad that um, Charles Leclerc was fine after that accident at Monza. Yeah, that was... Like, you watch that, like, holy shit. Just knowing how fast they're going, too, around that corner. Holy moly. Yeah. Uh, that had to have been a hard hit. Yeah. All right. That I, th- I think that's enough racing. I think we've outdone yeah. the racing <laughs> this time. <laughs> Even though I did watch other races, I will not speak of them because... Yeah. We have other things to talk about, Tyler. And I guess the thing we have to talk about is video games now. Do we? Do we? I guess we do, right? This is a show about video games. Uh, yeah. You were on vacation. I know you probably didn't bring any video games with you. Certainly no. not your PlayStation Four. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, um, but I'm trying. In your think. time back, what, what what have you played? Yeah, I think really all I've played plays. plays Kind of some typical stuff. Ghost of Tsushima rolling on. I am on the final mission, or I think it's the final mission, of Act 2. It it was getting kind of late the other night when I was playing, and then I'm kind of glad it did this because I was like, hey, I'll do this last story mission, then I'll call it a night. But it popped up and said, like, hey, this mission's really long. Are you sure you want to keep going? I'm like, you know what? I'll come back to it, but yeah, yeah, keep trucking along with that game. This I, I will say the story's grabbing me a little bit more as I keep getting deeper into it. Um, you know, it's not like mind blowing or anything like that, but I mean, if it keeps building, I'm interested in where it goes. But yeah, that that game, keep trucking along with it. Um, from what I've seen, Act Three is a lot shorter than the other two, which is good. So. You know, who knows? Uh, maybe just a couple more nice meaty sessions with that game, and I'll, I'll probably be done with it. Um, I think part of the reason why it's taken me a while too is I've done just about every fucking side quest and mythic <laughs> quest you can do. Like I just keep constantly doing these side quests before I keep going with the story, because otherwise I feel like the story is probably not too long. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Have you touched that game at all recently? No, I haven't. That wasn't one of the games I've played before <laughs> yeah. my hard drive died. Gotcha. Um, trying to think of... Well, I'll just get to it. I'm a little bit back on my bullshit over here. Oh? I started a second F1 2020 season. All right. How'd you, uh, how'd you like spending all that money? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very satisfying. I, I've enjoyed myself. Um, you made the I numbers go it. up. Yeah, I did, and they keep going up, which is nice. So, um, I'm trying not to 
like play this game like constantly, just doing a maybe a race every now now and again when I had the itch. Um, and I started the season before I went on vacation. And there was one night where I was just like, I don't fucking want to do anything. I just want to play this game. So uh, I am I'm on Spain. Spain is the next race. So I've done like the first five. And it is kind of nice. Five races, yeah. Tyler? Yeah, I know. I know, right? I know. Um, but it is nice, though, starting a new season. Like when you start your first season... You know, you don't have a lot of development in your car, or your team, and then you come back to these tracks with second season. You are a lot better. You do feel it. Um, still, Australia is the track that just I cannot get in. I, it, I think my first season I finished seventh, and here in this one I was fine. I was running like fifth, sixth. Um, and then just had bad strategy and ended up finishing 10th. And it was kind of wild. Uh, Lewis Hamilton won both the opening races and scored max points. And so going into the third race, he had like a 30-point lead over like everybody. And I'm like, holy shit, it's like 2020 season like mm-hmm. in real life here or in my video game. Um, and then so Vietnam's the third third race i was doing really good i was leading the majority of that race ended up having a this fucking happened to me the first time too i got uh wing damage and i don't even know where how it happened like honestly i don't because both times i was leading a race i must have just brushed the wall somewhere um and so now that happened i have a slow pit stop i fall back to fifth and i'm like shit i don't know if i'm gonna catch these guys um, and then I, it popped up and said, Lewis Hamilton's out. I'm like, okay, interesting. I really have to capitalize on this. Kind of gained on these guys, and then rain started to come. Oh. So um, I decided to totally push my pit window, like as far as I could, hoping the rain would come. And my, uh, dude, I was like sliding around and everything. My tires were totally shot. Um, everybody else pit, and then finally the rain came, so everybody had to pit again. And then ended up taking that, so that was that was a really satisfying mm-hmm. win. Um, and then yeah, nothing super exciting. The other races, I will say, it is jarring to play this game and see how competitive Ferrari is in the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch them in real <laughs> in the real sport, and just they're not not good, but. But yeah, that that game is great. I'm gonna close my window really quick. I'll be back. Okay. But yeah, uh, man, I I wanted to come back to F1 2020. Man, I just I don't know. There's there's other racing I want to do before I do that. So yeah. Um, I guess before Tyler gets back okay. here. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah, back. now he's back. Okay, cool. Uh. Anything else beyond F1 2020? No, I think those two games are the, the only thing I've really put any time into the um, past two weeks. So. Uh, well, we did play oh, some yeah. Wasteland yeah. 3. Yes, we did. We started that. I think we played maybe like three or four hours of it, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am digging it. Yes, I, me too. I think it... So it 
I think it has a cool style. I like the combat of it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like watered down XCOM sort of combat. I mean, you haven't played XCOM, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't know. But yeah, it's it's cover based. Everyone has guns except I chose to go with melee, and that <laughs> seems to be a really good choice because I'm just smacking dudes. <laughs> yeah, you are very powerful. It's pretty pretty funny to watch sometimes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I. I think this game has a really cool style. I like uh, how for the bigger, the one big fight that we had, it had like this music, like with lyrics and everything. It's like, it's, yeah, I, I like I like the yeah. style of this game. Yeah, me too. I, I'm in, I'm digging it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of the world and where the story goes and all that. And I, I like kind of the lore. Just not knowing anything really about Wasteland mm-hmm. as a franchise, just kind of learning some of the stuff, I think is pretty, pretty exciting and, and cool. Um, I do like some of the visual things they do, like when you're having some like main conversations with people, um, they kind of zoom the camera in, almost like Fallout or Fallout, like Bethesda Fallout style. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're seeing the whole character model instead of just the isometric view. So I like. Some of those presentation things are, are really neat, um, and then yeah, li- like you, I'm I'm digging the combat, and I'm excited to see where that goes as we level up, can invest into our characters more, get new characters for our team, which we just kind of got one right at, right at the end. Yep. Um, get new gear, all that stuff. Um, I think the only thing that's kind of bothering me so far about the game is just small, little quality of life things. And I think just, like, Divinity Original Sin 2, coming off of that, that does just about everything perfect. Um, Like, for example, uh, if you start a conversation with someone, Mm -hmm. the only way I can listen to it is if I go up and talk to that person, too. And then it might throw me in a conversation. Mm. Um, Whereas in Divinity, I could just, like, double-click on your portrait, and then I'm hearing the conversation. And... um, so little, kind of some small little things like that just coming from Divinity that does a lot of those things great in a co-op setting. Um, I think, uh, I wish it was a little better than it is, but it's not game-breaking or anything like that. Like, I'm, I'm ready to see more of what this game is. Interesting that we share an inventory. Yep. Makes that's I think that makes a lot of the stuff easier. I think that's something that I mm-hmm. I wish uh, Divinity would have let us do. Is just mm-hmm. hey, um, we can just pick through each other's inventory. Maybe there's a way we could we could have done that, and we just didn't look for it. Yeah, yeah but. maybe, maybe, but but yeah, it's it's cool, and I, I like the like the character creator, like a lot of the traits and stuff you can get are really uh-huh. really fun and, and goofy and. I mean, I think I think that's one thing you're going to really enjoy in every CRPG like this mm-hmm. is the character creator because Divinity's creator uh, character creator was pretty good. I I, I like some of the flavor of this one a little bit better, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's yeah. yeah. I like create uh, character creators, man. They're, they're good, especially yeah, when they give you options to go to some real extremes. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. I thought it was it was neat, for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, Alright, so I guess I'll get to some of the games I played. Uh, before my hard drive died, I played some MLB The Show 20. Did some of that Road to the Show, which is basically a baseball RPG. Uh, yeah? yeah? You're digging it? Yeah, I, I'm digging that. Uh, I, I just I played my first... Played through an entire season. Oh, wow. But like, the thing is, you only play as your character, so I'm only playing my at-bats. And, like, mm. it simulates through most of the games, ex- unless, like, there's, hey, a ball is getting hit towards me, so I make that fielding play. But, yeah, it's, gotcha. it's simulating most of the game experience, and I just mm. ma- mainly do my at-bats. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask how you did a whole season, just because... No, no, no. Baseball <laughs> plays a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, cool. It still was a lot of time invested, uh, but, mm. but yeah. I also played about six hours of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Oh, yeah, that did come out. Yeah, Tyler. Why are you playing F1 when you could be skating? I know. I know, right? Uh, but I, I'm really liking that. They did a fantastic job with this. It's, it is just as I remembered it, just as good. Although I am not just as good at <laughs> these games as <laughs> as I remember being. So I, I have I have a little uh, skill gap to close there. Uh, but yeah, I I really like what they did with them. They so like soundtrack good. Oh yeah, soundtrack's great. Yeah, I like nice. it. Um, but yeah, that's. That's all for the PlayStation 4. I mean, I played some Final Fantasy 14 as I always do. And Tyler, I mean, this is the game that I played the most, is, is Crusader Kings 3. Mmm. I've heard about it. I've... Man, I don't... Does the Xbox app give our accounts? <laughs> yeah, it does, oh, actually, I fuck. think. Oh, fuck. I don't want... I don't want... I'm not sure if I want to look at this. I'm gonna... gonna just look here. Because I, thought it does. I have played quite a bit of Crusader Kings 3. A, because my play PS4 comprom- being compromised, and uh, I also just really dig Crusader Kings 3. Uh, <laughs> let me pull it up here. Does it have my hour count here? It might be by game. Oh, yeah, man. it must be by game, because I'm looking at, like, I'm looking at my profile in Halo... Master Chief Collection, I can see how long I played, but it doesn't say anything for Wasteland 3. Mm, okay. So it might be by game. Alright. Well, I guess. then I'm going to hide that information, because uh, <laughs> I, I've started three separate campaigns of Crusader Kings wow. 3. Uh, one of them is kind of like your default tutorial. Uh, you start as you start in Ireland with a, a bunch of opportunities to expand and unite Ireland. I started another one in Africa, down in the the kingdom of Ghana, and I'm trying to unite uh, northern Africa there. And then I started another one kind of uh, Eastern Europe-ish around uh, Croatia. I started I started building an, an empire there as well. It's yeah, I'm really enjoying uh, all the all the politics and. Get marrying into alliances and putting so down what, hair. What, yeah. What do, What do you do in this game? Like, what do you? What's the gameplay? Are you like okay, battling or, or what? 
Alright, so in Crusader Kings 3, you play the head of a dynasty. And the goal is to expand and make sure your dynasty survives, which means uh, conquering lands to just gain more power, uh, creating like new titles for your uh, heir to inherit, making sure that the right heir inherits the throne, because if you have a real shithead kid, you don't want them taking the throne. You you want you want your kid that's that's optimized for ruling to to take the throne. Uh, so maybe you maybe maybe you kill off a kid or two. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> maybe you uh, maybe you uh, yeah maybe you disinherit a kid and make sure they don't they have no no rights to any of your titles. Uh, Maybe you change inherit succession law so that uh, it's elective rather than uh, rather than just being kind of a partition or however however it, yeah it, like there's there's mm-hmm. there's different ways to like make sure that the right people are in charge and you're playing you're playing on this map with like hundreds of other like independent rulers vassals. It's ba- this game is huge. I'm I'm gonna be come out here. It's like all of Europe, Northern Africa, and Asia as far east as like Tibet. Wow! Holy crap! And there's so many rulers, so many different religions, and just a lot of opportunities to like play a very interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I've been. I've been having a lot of fun, man. I've been building. You can, like you can. Uh, th- oh man, there's so much you can do in this game. It's it's all it's awful to try to explain this on a podcast. But like <laughs> you as a ruler playing as the head of the dynasty, you only make choices for that person. Even though you know who's going to inherit next, you have family members. You don't control your family members. They go out and do their own thing until you take control of them when when your current leader dies. So, like, you playing as a leader, you choose, like, you choose different things, like, who's going to be on your court. And you're going to have vassals, and, like, your vassals are going to be like, yo, I want some power in this country, put me on the court. And you have to, like, decide, eh, your skills aren't good enough for on the court, or you have to be like, oh, wait, they hold a lot of military power, maybe I should put them on my court to just keep them happy. Mm, gotcha. Uh, so, so it's a lot of decision making. Yeah, it's like it's a lot of decision making. There, is, you do go to war. You do have to raise armies. You do have to like manage uh, how big your armies are going to be because they cost money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your basic like standard levies, which are basically like uh, you raise the common people up to be your soldiers. And then you can also create men-at-arms regiments, which are, like, professional armies. Mm. Or if you're really rich, you can just hire mercenaries to fight your battles. But I haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, there's there's just so much management. Like, you can... you Your leader can go down different paths. There's, like, a learning path, a stewardship path, a martial path. Uh, there's... Uh, intrigue path which lets you do schemes such as murdering other people like if you see that uh, 
your neighbor has a very sketchy uh, succession law and you can cause them to be fractured and you just by murdering their leader maybe you do that <laughs> but yeah there's 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 like when you do a scheme like that there's a chance that you succeed then there's a chance that you're it's kept a secret so you could succeed and nobody knows about it you or you could uh fail and nobody knows about it or you know you could succeed and everyone knows that you're a murdering bastard so yeah. interesting dude there seems like very very one of those games is very good with storytelling and yeah, it's creating your own adventure sort of thing. That mm-hmm. it sounds fun. I might have to check it out. Yeah, uh, it does have a tutorial. I'm not sure the tutorial is good enough. You might have to go online and like seek out some resources. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's a very fun game once you get into it. There's just a lot going on that you have to, and you can slow the game down too. Like you can play it at different speeds. You can slow but because it's always running. You can pause it mid-game as well. But like when when the game is running, it's just rolling through time. So okay. it, it's a it's a very real-time experience. Uh, but yeah, yeah. There's there's so much you can do. You can create like religious orders. You can found your own religion and divide from whatever church you're you're associated with. Uh, yeah. You have to uh, be very careful about how fast you expand because you could grab a lot of land, but if you don't build up your holdings within those lands, you're going to be weaker as a result because, like, mm. you're just spread out, and you you need to build vertically as well. Like, you need to build up your holdings like your castles. You need to, like, build up your castles. You need to build up your cities, your temples, so you get that income all the, get all collect all those taxes all the while trying to manage your vassals and keeping them happy with the titles they'll have and again just with the succession laws just making sure that your everything you've worked towards doesn't get split up upon your leader's death because you had a bad succession law ah it's so much tyler it's so much <laughs> I, know. I mean i'd i'd love for you to be able to get into it i just I just want you to know that if you start trying to play it and you're frustrated, that's the com- that's a common experience between a lot of people who try to who just try to jump in right away. Mm-hmm. There's gotcha. there's a lot of learning to play a game, play the Crusader Kings games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's mostly what I've been doing. Just murdering everyone. Just <laughs> doing all these plots to murder. <laughs> Right I mean, you could you could also seduce the Pope if that's something you want to do. Oh, there, shit. there there are sedu- seduction schemes. <laughs> Damn. Which, oh god. Okay, so this is one story I can pull out. So I I was playing as the Kingdom of Ireland, and uh, someone appeared in my court as a guest, and immediately started trying to flirt with me. And I go to their character, and every character has certain, like, traits and characteristics. And they have their skills as well. Well, it just so happens that the, that the character that's flirting with me has a very high intrigue skill. And their traits are ambitious, uh, and, uh, oh, what's the other one? Callous. So I'm like, wait, is this some sort of fucking assassin <laughs> trying to kill me? 
So you can save scum in this game. I saved before accepting the advances because, you know, medieval kings are real bastards and, you know, probably cheat on their wives, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was role-playing that a little bit. And it totally was an assassin sent to kill me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really good. I, I would recommend people try it and just persist and maybe seek out resources to learn how to play this game. Maybe just turn the difficulty down, too, if it's your first time. Mm-hmm. No one's going to shame you for turning down the difficulty on a new genre that, you, that you're just starting out to play. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. All right. That's enough. I think I, I, that's everything I've played. I, I cannot think of a single thing more that I've played. <laughs> uh, so, I guess we've, we've got news... Um, yeah, a lot of pretty big news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been, we were, we haven't recorded for a couple weeks here. We've got some backlog stuff. But uh, first, we're going to lead off with news to actually look forward to this week. There's going to be a PlayStation 5 showcase on Wednesday. Yes. yes. It's going to happen Wednesday. while I'm at work, so that's going to suck for me. But uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Wednesday, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, they say on the PlayStation blog, our next digital showcase will weigh in at around 40 minutes and feature updates on the latest titles from Worldwide Studios and our world-class development partners. Which doesn't, doesn't sound to me like console details. Yes, that's the thing I am very worried about. Um, so, to yeah, to me... I mean, they're just calling it PlayStation 5 Showcase. I feel like if they were just showing off games, it would be, you know, they would probably say PlayStation 5 Game Showcase, something like that. Be Mm -hmm. more specific with the marketing. So it does leave it open, but just that description of like, hey, we're going to update you on some titles and everything doesn't really say much about like, hey, we're also going to announce the date, the price, pre-orders, all that stuff. But I do feel like they will announce it here. I mean, they have to. So, I mean, just to kind of lay the floor a little bit here, too, we can just talk more about this. So, this event's happening September 16th. This past week, uh, Microsoft revealed the Xbox Series S, the release date for the Series S and Series X, price and pre-order. So the Series S will be $300. The Series X will be $500. Pre-orders for them start September 22nd, and they release November 10th. Um, so to me, I feel like you got to get you, the pre-order information out there, price, release date, all that stuff, before September 22nd. Because you don't want someone that might you know maybe they're on the fence to maybe go with xbox because you're just kind of sitting there twiddling your thumb sort of thing at least that's how i've been thinking about it so i just i feel like we have to get it this week um i will shit my pants if we don't get a price (laughs) pre-order release date all that stuff um because this whole kind of game of chicken that microsoft and sony have been playing i mean it's it's over i mean microsoft's out there 
uh, all, I mean, all their shit leaked, but they they confirmed all of it. And um, so yeah, I mean, what do you what do you make of all all of this? Well, and what Sony might do. I think Sony might be shitting their pants a little bit. I mean, maybe, so? maybe just maybe just a little uh, turtle peeking out there. Uh, <laughs> because is that because the Series X or the Series S or just the pricing of them both in general? I think mainly because the Series S, because Xbox is putting out a next gen console at three hundred dollars. Yes, it doesn't have yes. a uh, har- uh, doesn't have a disc drive, and yes, it's targeted. It it only supports up to fourteen forty p, but a lot of people are still on ten eighty p hardware right now. A lot of people right. still have ten eighty p TVs, and for most people, that's good enough. Right. Yeah, I I completely agree, and I think outside of just maybe some confusing naming conventions that Microsoft has recently, I mean. The value that you're getting with either of those consoles is pretty good. And I'm not sitting here saying, because there's still some things you don't know, I'm not saying the PlayStation 5 is not going to be a good value at all. But the fact that you could get a Series S for $300 that plays games pretty damn well, um, because it seems like the biggest difference between the two is just kind of resolution in hard drive size. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a kind of the biggest things. I mean, the Series X has a lot of power in it. Um, and I think what I saw, the Series S, I think it's like technically more powerful with the way it kind of does things, but I think it only has like, just can be that dude for a second, only has like four teraflops in it, mm-hmm. whereas that's not even as powerful as the One X. I think that's just a shy less than the PS4 Pro. But the way it kind of does things, the hard drive, all that stuff, makes it kind of appealing. But then you bundle that with Game Pass. You bundle that with you know that whole Xbox All Access program um, that honestly is a super smart idea to do, especially launching a new system that is expensive mm-hmm. uh, during... Uh, you know, so economic difficulties that a lot of people face. Um, the fact that you can only pay twenty five dollars a month for a Series X or a Series or a Series S and thirty five for a Series X, that's a fucking crazy deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that sort of thing, Sony might be shitting their pants a little bit. Like, oh boy, like just the value there alone, and it's just Microsoft's just. Missing the games. And, like, uh, also on top of this, EA Play joining Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, which I I think is being downplayed a little bit, how big of a deal that might be. Because the person that's getting a Series S, uh, I'm not saying everybody, but, they, you know, potentially more just casual fans that just want to play Madden or FIFA or whatever, and the fact that that's bundled in with Game Pass... That's a crazy deal for someone like that, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's it it is a great deal and you know, I I I'm struggling to see a world where either of the PlayStation consoles are 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 cheaper. Th- like they're definitely not cheaper than the Series S. That's that's fucking 
three hundred dollars. That's that's fucking dirt cheap. Well, and, not and it's not dirt cheap, but it is it is very cheap for launching a console. Right, and isn't the PlayStation Four? I'm trying to remember because the the price is just there's sales constantly for these things. But isn't the PS4 still three hundred bucks, or am I thinking of the Pro? No, the Pro, the, the Pro the, is more than that. I, I actually like yeah. I, I looked up what a Pro would would cost me right, and I thought the Pro is four hundred. Yeah, right now. Yep. So that's what's wild too, and like even Microsoft selling the One X right now, which I know they've discontinued manufacturing, but that's even four hundred dollars. So just that. That value of three hundred dollars for for this new machine is is a lot, but so so where do you think the PlayStation Five will land, knowing that the Series X is five hundred? Do you think Sony will? They have to match, match? it. They have to match yeah. it, or it's going to look bad. I agree. I I think all they have to do is match it. Yeah. You know, if if they can somehow go, there's no way they can undercut it. I I'm putting it right down here. There's no fucking yeah. way they can undercut it. I, I agree. I think maybe the only way they undercut is with the digital edition. Maybe that one is like maybe four fifty, um, because they're going to be selling more digital games. Maybe they're thinking, you know, they they make a little bit more off of that model mm-hmm. in a way that could make up for cutting that price down a little bit. I think if they want to be ballsy, they put the digital edition at four hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't see that happening. But the digital edition at four hundred and the in the disc edition at five hundred, that would be a ballsy move. But I don't, I don't see that happening mm-hmm. with you know the beefiness of these boxes. But um, a little, you know, I'm not gonna say I was shocked by the 500 for the Series X, but I honestly thought there was potential, honestly, for these consoles to be more than that. And the PS5 could still be more than 500. We we don't know, but that would be kind of a a bad move, I think, for Sony to go more than 500. But yeah, yeah, it's exciting, and and I, I wonder with this showcase, just thinking about it, if if Sony will. Announce price, release date, pre-orders, all that stuff. But also, maybe this is a, a chance for them to, because we still haven't seen Miles Morales gameplay at all. Um, we haven't seen gameplay for for several games. Demon Souls um, being another one. I wonder if this showcase they really show gameplay for those games. Maybe give release dates or more of a solid release window to kind of maybe spell out what things are going to be like for them. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, I don't know, I feel like a big a potential dagger would be for them to announce another big first-party exclusive title, even if it is a little further away. Mm-hmm. Like, just, uh, like, I don't know, I'm just being hypothetical here, but, like, what if they announced, like, God of War 2 and said, here's God of War 2, the console's 500 bucks, it's out here. That, that'd be a pretty big exclamation point. Yeah, for a lot of people, I think, because Microsoft right now can say we have potentially the best value for someone wanting to get a new box this holiday, but they just they they still just don't have the games. Like I think it would be such a huge difference, maybe not huge, but it'd be a huge thing if Halo could have launched on the Series X in, in Series X this holiday, but. But like Microsoft's stuff's just further away, where Sony has shown 
a lot of games that are exciting and feel like they're all going to be like within the first year of the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Which is exciting. So I don't know, man. I'm kind of hyped. Yeah, honestly. I, I I feel I feel the excitement right now for 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 next gen. Yeah. I do, but I also feel like this is really late to be having this kind of push. <laughs> oh yeah. It is, certainly. Certainly. I mean, I it is mind-blowing. I feel like, you know, starting the year, of course, year went totally different direction than what everybody was thinking, but if you would have told me in the beginning of the year, yeah, we probably won't get price and pre-orders and release dates and all that stuff for these new consoles until like mid-September. Would have been like, you're fucking crazy. That's not going to happen. Mm, and maybe, maybe that, maybe this was not the plan, though. You know, yeah. I mean, the pandemic. So many things just have happened that they probably have been both sides changing things constantly. Maybe the plan was to already have price and, and all that stuff out by now. Maybe the plan was, hey, let's save E3. <laughs> By actually yeah. showing up, <laughs> maybe. I mean, there, there was, um, you know, the, kind of a, a leak that this whole Super Mario 3D All Stars that Nintendo's doing, they were going to reveal that in like April, um, based off of I guess some stuff that was in Super Mario Maker Two that they're adding in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just that alone, and and now here we are in September, and they just announced that. We know, you know, Nintendo's been all fucked up. I, I imagine these both. Have, both sides have been, um, but I really think like now's from here on out. I feel like both sides just, and especially Sony, who's been a little bit more quiet. Um, they just really got to be talking a lot about these boxes from like here on out to me of just like really convincing people like, hey, if you got the money, you want to upgrade and you want to do it right now, yeah, sort of thing. Like no more. No more bullshit. Yeah. It's... So. Yeah. I, I I agree. Um, so, yeah. I I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see about that Wednesday. We'll come back next week to this and hopefully have a price and date for y'all. Yeah. And maybe... Uh, yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say. If I'm Sony, I open my pre-orders the same day as Microsoft. Mm. <laughs> yep. Just take it straight to them. Why not? You show off some games here, you reveal all that stuff, then just say like, "Oh yeah, you can pre-order this September twenty-second too." That'd be that'd be a fucking that'd be a ballsy move. Yeah. Uh. Well, we are going to get a. Hmm. I don't know how to transition to this. We are getting a digital only PlayStation, and you know the PlayStation Store is a place where you buy those games. So let's take a look. At August's top downloads on the PlayStation Store, because we finally have one of these. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read from the U.S. slash Canada side here, because we're not we're not, yeah. we're not, not in the European... I don't know why they separate it like <laughs> this. This is very I know, strange. I, know. I don't know either. Uh, it is weird. But at number 20, we have Mortal Kombat 11, 19, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, 18, Skater XL, 17, Need for Speed Heat, 16, Madden NFL 20, 15, Ark Survival Evolved. 14, Red Dead Redemption 2. 13, Batman Arkham Knight. 12, Mortal Shell. And at number 11 is Marvel's Spider-Man. Number 10 is Cuphead. Weird to see that on this list. 
Um, but number nine, NBA 2K20, eight, Grand Theft Auto 5, seven, Minecraft, six, PGA Tour 2K21, five, UFC 4, four, Fall Guys, three, Ghost of Tsushima, two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and number one is Madden NFL 21. Mm. People liking both this and last year's Madden. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm guessing last year's Madden went on sale, and that's how that got up yeah. in the charts here. Because otherwise, yeah. what, what, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Modern Warfare has been number two, like, all year. Oh, yeah. Like, just constantly at the number two spot. They're really Do you think really Call of Duty Modern Warfare... For this year, we'll have outsold the new Call of Duty. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, November, I don't, you know, Black Ops Cold War will definitely beat it. But I think if, if you're going to talk total units, I, I really think Modern Warfare will sell more than Black Ops Cold War for sure. Mm. People really like that game, and it deserves it. It's a great game. Good to see Ghost is uh, still hanging up there. Um, Fall Guys, in, I'm like... Was that July's PlayStation Plus, or was it August? I think that was August PlayStation Plus. Okay, so are they throwing in PlayStation Plus downloads into this, I guess? I guess so. I, I don't know. I, it's kind of. I don't think that many people bought fa- Fall Guys. It, it wouldn't make yeah. sense if it's yeah. for this month, and it was right. free for PS Plus. People buying the game that you need PS Plus for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like I feel like yeah, they have definitely. to be rolling in the people who downloaded it as a yeah. part of that. Definitely, Fall Guys number one over in Europe. God, interesting. I, I wonder um, how Funko Pops do over in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> also, uh, Europeans being smart over there got F one twenty twenty number ten. Mm. All so, right, yeah. but um, I, I'll throw this out here really quick I've been thinking more about our Marvel's Avengers bet yeah about you know I said that it's going to be the best selling game of September yeah and you think it's not yeah we have we have a food bet on this yep I'm, I'll be honest with you I'm a little worried about that my on, on for me mm. because I did not know NBA 2K21 was out in September. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I feel like I am totally <laughs> fucked and going to lose this. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to I'm going to put this out <sighs> here. Yeah, you're totally fucked. Yeah, I probably am. I think I'm going to be between buying I think Eastern Palace. I think perhaps even Tony Hawk Pro Skater might sneak up there. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. I could see it. Honestly, it's it's uh, it's forty bucks. There's a lot of nostalgia there. Tony Hawk's big name. I, I can maybe see it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I was just just thinking about that. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And plus, know, from man. from what I've heard, like that Marvel's Avengers game is fine. Yeah, I've heard the campaign is fine, but the um, the live service part of it is a total mess. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, PlayStation VR, the number one game was Vader Immortal. No surprise there, being uh, kind of the big new release of the month there. And then free to play, Hyperscape, 
Yeah, that went taking yeah. a top spot. Yep, that just I think that just launched on console. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but uh, still Warzone over Fortnite. Pretty cool to see. Mm. I wish uh, Apex Legends was above Fortnite. Yeah, you can only get so much. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, I guess let's let's dive into some more of the news. Uh, Tyler, are you going to play your Borderlands 3 on your PlayStation 5? Will I play it on a PlayStation 5? I don't know. Will I play the new DLC that just came out? Oh. Yeah, eventually. Um, but but yeah, Borderlands 3 coming to PlayStation 5 in uh, a free upgrade. And your save will carry all your purchases, all that stuff. Uh, the next-gen versions run at 60 uh, frames in 4K resolution, 60 frames. I feel in Borderlands 3 is probably gonna feel pretty good. Mm. Um, so that's that's cool. And then they're also adding um, four-player split-screen. Okay. Into the game, um, and they also confirmed that there will be more DLC coming. Um, so, but they're saying that. Basically, they're done with the campaign DLCs, but they're going to be adding some stuff like they're a new game mode, new skill trees for each Vault Hunter, which I feel like the game sort of needs in a way. And I'm only saying that as someone who's like played all the DLCs really high level. Um, I feel like I kind of got a lot of what I wanted out of those skill trees pretty early on, in a way. Um, but regardless... Cool stuff. Borderlands and Gearbox still supporting that game. And nice that they're going to be doing a free upgrade. Yeah, and I guess this, this is kind of like confirmation that, hey, it's up to whoever... It's up to the publisher or, or whatever yeah. that what they want to do with their games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's totally up to the publisher, but I feel like there's so many uh, publishers and developers out there that are doing the free upgrades that if you aren't doing a free upgrade you're you're a dickhead you know <laughs> control like the whole yeah the whole control 505 situation it's like ah i don't know because there's, there's just so many that are, are getting free upgrades all right uh let's see do we have any more that Oh, no. I, I think I'm just going to go into uh, delays. We've got delays. Right. We've got a delay for Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. That was unveiled at uh, the, the the PlayStation event. When was that? Ooh. What was that? When was that? That It feels like it was so long ago. June. Okay, June, June, June feels like years ago to me. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's being uh, delayed till Q1 2021. Uh, I thought that game looked pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that's one of my most ex- you know, like anticipated games out of that event. This game seems neat. Um, it's a cover for uh, Game Informer this past month, and game does sound pretty cool. Sounds um a lot shorter than I thought. Like they said that they that you can beat this game in a weekend. Oh, which is okay. kind of exciting. Um, so yeah, game looks cool. So I also keep forgetting that it is coming to PS4 as well. But, but yeah. Also, delayed until next year, any news on Skull and Bones? <laughs> yes. Uh, 
yeah, we won't hear about that game for a while. <laughs> but it's yeah. still it's still a thing, Tyler. It's it still is. a thing. It is. They said that they are basically have rebooted this game. In they said quote in full swing with a new vision mm. is what the creative director Elizabeth Pellin said. Um, I guess so. Yeah, I, I I'm curious what what this vision's going to be. Um, being what they're trying to make that game be, because it, it sounded like you know. It was just, just boats. Like you're just going to be fighting fucking each other on boats, and there's no like land portion of the game. Maybe a portion where you get off of your ship or anything like that. But so I wonder. I wonder if they're still keeping it like a, a more multiplayer experience, a live action sort of game, or or if it will become a Ubisoft. Uh, you know, open world game. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. I, I, I have always been curious about Skull and Bones because I really liked Black Flag a lot, and I thought they, I thought they just had it nailed on to, hey, this is going to be a really cool fucking thing to play. But then, uh, but then, unfortunately, Sea of Thieves came out, and I'm like, oh wait, is a pirate game actually going to be fun? I mean, I know Sea of Thieves is definitely a lot different than what Skull and Bones was going to be, but like, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like Pirates had a very short, but bright burn. I mean, it, they, they we burned out on Pirates really fast, but the highs were pretty high. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I guess I guess we'll have to see. I, I I'll keep an eye on Skull and Bones. I mm-hmm. I'm still interested. Um, not being delayed, however. Cyberpunk 2077. They say they're in the final stretch of development. Which probably means the most crunch they're ever going to do. (laughs) But let's not talk about that because we don't... We don't know, but... I think that's what that that means. Probably. Yeah. Uh, But they're going to have another Night City Wire. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, Is that going to be their last one? Before launch? I don't know. I mean, still about two months until launch, so I imagine they would probably do another one. I've I have not paid attention to them since the first one, just because I I'm in on this game and I want to play it, and oh, I don't need to know more about it. I want to be surprised, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, Cyberpunk coming out this year, Tyler. Yeah, I think they, I think this is the one that everyone was like, no, there's no way. Right. Yeah, definitely, and no, they're they're saying it's going to be out. So, mm-hmm. it, like they literally said, I guess, um, yeah, the video recapping the first half of the developer's fiscal year, stating when we meet again in this format, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven will have already been released. All right. So. All right. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay. Oh, uh, what do we want? Which bad news do we want to talk about first? Um, why don't we do this EA story? Oh, that, I think I'm not sure if this is bad news. I think this is hilarious news. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a boneheaded fucking thing to do. But so yeah. EA, EA, 
I think they've chased this idea a couple of times, but uh, this is the latest. They've they put in-game ads in UFC Four. <laughs> I feel like they've After done this the before. Fact, I, I feel like they have too, and. They did this after the fact, so when rev- when reviewers were reviewing this game, these ads were not in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's a very Activision slimy sort of fucking thing of like, we don't have microtransactions in our game, and then they add them in two months later after all the reviews are out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they did here with, with UFC 4. So it would be like during replays and stuff like that, like an ad would pop up really quick. It's nothing like you're not watching a video or a 30-second commercial or anything like that. But still, like, there was an ad, what I saw, for Amazon's The Boys. Oh. It's like, ah, this is just, I don't know. And something that you're paying for, 60 bucks for like that, just feels gross. And then to throw it in after the fact and just sneak it in there and think nobody's going to get mad, like, are you fucking kidding me? Who made that decision? Yeah. Uh, They have since removed those ads after the uh, public outrage. Uh, So, hmm. This made me think, are, are there just ads in our games, like, especially sports games, are they just ads for, like, Nike and Adidas? Probably. I, I, I'm just curious Probably. to see how those how those deals work, like how the licensing for mm-hmm. shoes and other uh, other sports equipment works in video games. I, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's uh, just something I, I'm I'm personally interested in to see how those deals yeah. come across. Because I know it's for a, like racing games, they have to get like they have to have very specific approval from the car manufacturers. About how their how their car is displayed, that's why you don't see damage on cars as much in games. And, right. But yeah, I I wonder what this whole sports equipment deal is. Yeah, that's a good thought. I never thought of that, but I I mean I would imagine. I mean if you're using the Nike logo or but which name, way is I the mean, money flowing have... there? Because it yeah, because is it an advertisement know. for Nike or is it being able yeah. to license to use Nike's logo in your game hmm. yeah, that's a good point I mean not, I neither know, of those are the situation here because this is just an advertisement for something that's not even related to UFC yeah but uh, yeah, yeah. I, it just makes me wonder how much it because I feel like there's been Gatorade ads in Madden yeah in a, in a, in a way like yeah definitely like I those are technically ads, right? You're technically, I guess, in a non-obtrusive way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like as long as you keep it within the bounds of uh, what's realistic within, like something that's related to the sport itself, I feel like that's going to skirt by mm-hmm. under the radar. Yeah, definitely. But when you're throwing it in people's faces like that, yeah. It's not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see ads in... I guess they're technically ads. There's some in F1 2020. Um, yeah, yeah, they have the ad boards the like, ones, like you'd see on like, a track. Right, like those ad boards are like real ad boards that 
that you yeah, see they are definitely advertising Saudi oil in your F one twenty twenty game. Yes, they are just like they do on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, like most of them are just like F one boards, but, but they definitely have a lot of Aramco ads there. <laughs> yes, yes, you do see them a lot. So, yeah, I, I'm. That's a good thought. I never. I'm. I'm curious how how that goes, or if maybe it's a little bit both ways. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for some real dipshit stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk Ubisoft, that, if it wasn't obvious. All right, so Ubisoft had their Ubisoft forward. We'll get to that later. Uh, I would, before their stream, they came out with a video that they tweeted out. Uh, Eves Gimmo coming out to apologize to the victims in light of all these recent a- allegations. But apparently, even though it's weeks since their last forward where they had a debacle like this, they didn't have time to put it in the actual video. Mm-hmm. But they promised to put it on the video on the on that they upload to YouTube. And they didn't even do that right away. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like, okay, you want to put it on Twitter? Fine. But I also feel like this should have played right before Ubisoft Forward started. Mm -hmm. It's just so stupid how they're kind of handling this in a way. I just, I I don't understand the logic behind it. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, I, I have lost my patience for uh, Yves Gamo uh, specifically because this isn't stuff that just recently came up either. They have, uh, like, this is stuff that has been just buried in HR for years and is just now coming mm-hmm. out because people are speaking up about it. This it yeah. it wasn't really a secret to him that this kind of stuff was happening at the company. He just let it happen because they kept making money. Yeah, I mean, there's no way he couldn't have known. Being the CEO, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just ridiculous to to think that he wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, and, and yeah, you would have just thought that they would have been able, they would have. Uh, been smart enough to put this right in front of Ubisoft and not to use the the same fucking excuse that like they didn't have time to put it in the video they had weeks since the last time they've done it and all this is is him reading a script in front of a camera like Mm -hmm. it is like it's it's such a cowardly move to bury this like not everyone who's watching the Ubisoft forward even gives a shit about their Twitter presence or even follows them like, mm-hmm. there. It. This isn't the way to actually get people to watch. Th- that that video that his statement. It's a way to uh, like, they just buried it and it's ridiculous and it's even more ridiculous that it wasn't in the VOD version as it initially went up on YouTube. Like, it, I saw like I saw I think it was Jeff Grubb was on the on this case. He saw he was looking at it. And, like, it was hours after the VOD went up that they finally had the edited version with the message on there. Wow. It's ridiculous. Certainly crazy. 
Yeah. So I and uh, could, could, it just it just should be better. You know what I mean? It's just not. Uh, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I like I said. I, I've just lost patience for 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 all this. Like I don't I don't give a shit what an exec says if they're unless they actually. They they can't just come out with these videos anymore. They, they it has to come out some material way of how they're fixing the problem. Like yeah. they can't just say, "Hey, we're working on fixing the problem." Like it's there's there's got to be some way way to like see it actually happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. In the video, I mean, he talks about that they took that they're taking significant steps uh, to remove um, bad people basically okay that's great bad people that he's Um, trusted for years yeah definitely uh he also announced a greater push for diversity in ubisoft and it's in the games industry caramel says that the company will investigate invest an additional one million over the next five years into its graduate program which will create opportunities for women and people of color an additional donation will, will be made to the NAACP um Okay, I mean, donating, that's fantastic. I personally just feel like $1 million, like for a company <laughs> worth as big as Ubisoft yeah. mm-hmm. over five years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like it, they, they could certainly invest a little bit more. I mean, it's their money. I'll, you know, they do what they want with it. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, $1 million over five years. Yeah, I, so, wonder, I wonder how much of that philanthropy yeah. will be uh, claimed in a tax break. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, and, and apparently he ends the video saying that he will personally lead the changes at Ubisoft, which shows he has no intention of stopping down or taking a, taking time away. Um, so, uh, I just, yeah, I just hope things get better over there. Mm. So, person who put the people in place that caused the problem is going to miraculously fix the problem himself. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'll believe well, it when I see he it. Stays by his word. Yeah. Uh, they did, however, have their Ubisoft forward. We have a we have a little summary here of everything that was announced. I'm not particularly interested in many of these. I'm scrolling down, and I have yet to find something I'm really interested. I'm not interested in anything <sighs> they announced. Ooh. I don't even care about the Prince of Persia remake. Did you play Sands Time back in the day? I played a Game Boy Advanced version of Prince of Persia. Oh. Persia. <laughs> wow, nice, <laughs> nice. I uh, I dabbled around with it, but I never like played through the whole thing. But yeah, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time is being remade. It is coming out on PS4. They did not confirm it for PS5. But it's coming out January twenty first, and. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't think this looks very good. Mm. Personally, like, just visually. I mean, playing the game, I'm sure, lives up to uh, the original. But, like, visually, I was like, are you are you serious? Like, uh. Yeah, kind of <laughs> looks like a late PS3 game. Yeah, yeah. Like, it really should look, like, a lot better. Like, when you compare... The visuals in this remake to the visuals in any of the recent Activision remakes, or some of the Sony remakes too, like Shadow of Colossus or something, like, ah, 
I don't know, dude. It does not look very good uh, visually. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the Worlds coming back this holiday, which I never played that game, so mm-hmm. no, no love there for me. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. So this was Gods and Monsters that they renamed to Immortals Phoenix Rising. I'm not sure if that's a better name at all, um, but they showed off that game. Comes out December third, 2020 on PS4 and five. Um, does this excite you at all? You like what? What's your thoughts on Immortals and what they showed? Uh, I don't. I don't like it. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. It's. I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's mm-hmm. bad, but I don't think it's for me. Were you a Breath of the Wild fan? I've started Breath of the Wild a number of times and never finished it. I gotcha. but I've enjoyed what I played of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does definitely look Breath of the Wildish with maybe more Ubisoft structure to it. Like it seemed to me like when there was like quest popping up and all that stuff that the quest structure is probably a little bit more like we we've we're used to in like uh, a Ubisoft game whereas Breath of the Wild was a lot more just wide open with its structure but the world seems I, I'll say this I'm I'm not like super jazzed on this game but it does look interesting and and to me and like something that I could play uh, eventually and I'll get to the release date because dude I don't understand Ubisoft in a way they they're like we're delaying all our games. They they got to be better. Okay, great. But I just feel like they are now just like really shitting out all their games. Mm-hmm. And you're launching a new IP after Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, two of your own games that are releasing two weeks apart from each other, um, Cyberpunk. And however many others that I'm missing. New consoles. Like, why? Why even put it in December? I don't understand that at all. They're tight they're, they're just, titanfalling it. They really are. They're just like throwing this thing out there. I just feel like it's gonna get fucking clowned by everything. Like, by the time people buy maybe a new console or at least just some of those games, maybe this holiday that they're hyped for. Why the fuck would they have... You know, they're not going to buy this. Are you serious? I don't know. Like like I said, I'm interested in playing this game, but I doubt I'm going to play it this year um, if I play it at I'll all. I'll play it when it comes to it Switch. It does look neat. <laughs> it is coming to Switch, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like it could be a good Switch game. Um, but the world's, you know, colorful, and, and the combat seems kind of fun. and um, It, it could, be, could be a good time. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'll say I'm more interested in this than I am in Godfall. Gotcha. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I'll agree with you there for sure. Um, They showed off a new IP, Riders Republic, um, which is a massively multiplayer sports game. Seems like in a way... It's just steep. It's just steep with more sports. Yeah, it's kind of like the sequel to Steep in a way. Um, yeah, a lot more extreme sports. They showed off some like downhill biking, and there's snowboarding, and all sorts of stuff. So it could be neat. I don't know. I mean, I, I I doubt I'll play it, but the concept could be pretty cool. 
And I think throwing more players in there, being able to see that stuff on next gen could be pretty cool. Mm. Um, this game comes out February 25th, okay. which is one week after the proposed release date for Far Cry 6. I don't understand their release strategy. Like, why just shit all this stuff out? Just, no. Like, yeah, Rodgers Republic has a different audience than um, Far Cry 6, for sure. But it just still does not make any sense to me. They have really to keep you distracted. They have to release a game every week to keep you distracted <laughs> from what's actually <laughs> happening at the company. Yeah, yeah, probably. Who knows? Um, Sam Fisher's coming to Rainbow Six Siege, which is cool, but also very sad. Just give us a new Splinter Cell. Hmm. Um, but whatever. There's a new uh, For Honor, yeah. new season, Just Dance, comes out November 12th. There's a Far Cry VR game. God, okay. Which is called Far Cry VR, Dive Into Insanity, um, which seems like it'll be set in Far Cry 3, Land. That's coming out 2021. Um, there's a new space exploration game called A Game of Space. Okay, that's a VR game out. also. Yeah, Monster Prom 2. I have no clue what that is. Um, new expansion for Ghost Recon Breakpoint called Red Patriot coming September 15th. And I didn't even know they're still supporting this game, but uh, the crew gets a new season November 25th. <laughs> the crew 2. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm I, not particularly interested okay. in a lot of this. I, the only one I'm interested in is Immortals. Like, Prince of Persia I could be interested in because I like games like that, but it just does not look good, man. It really doesn't. So, yeah, they said that there will be another one. <laughs> So seems like they're just going to do one of these every couple months and give us some updates on things, I guess. Well, it's time to give you all an update on the state of GameStop. In a year where where consoles are launching, they're closing 300 more stores. Wow. So. Shocking. Yeah. That's, uh, yep. I don't think I'd be surprised if GameStop survives even two more years. We'll see. I mean, they're really probably <laughs> betting on these new consoles. Um, apparently their online sales went up 800%, which doesn't surprise me. Um, but is that enough to keep keep them afloat? I don't know. So closing stores does not shock me at all just because like, the retail world has been really just blown up this year mm-hmm. and they i mean they were already closing a shitload of stores even before the pandemic started so closing even more doesn't, doesn't surprise me yeah yeah i uh yeah i i, I don't want to do do, uh, do an actual bet because that seems grim as fuck because people will actually work here i feel bad for the people who are losing their jobs mm-hmm. uh but yeah i really don't think GameStop is long for this world. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they'll still be around for a while, but I think they will continue to be shrinking in size for sure. I, I don't think Reggie can save GameStop. <laughs> and and, and, so and if Reggie can't save GameStop, who can? 
Yeah, definitely. And, and even, too, like, the PlayStation 5 all-digital edition Series S, which, you know, we've talked about is pretty cheap. That's all digital. Mm-hmm. Like, the even the console manufacturers themselves who do rely on retailers like GameStop to move their hardware they're, they're even then they're they're like yeah we don't we don't need to do this anymore like people are really into buying all digital I mean I'll, I'll say as someone who has bought physical I think moving into the next generation I'm going to be as digital as possible yeah just because it's nice it's convenient I I do you can like put- it I mean I you can put other things on your shelves instead of video games. I could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... Like, I'm thinking of all the big releases this year, like Doom, Last of Us, Final Fantasy. I bought all those digital this year just because, you know, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have it right there. It's kind of guaranteed that you're going to get it on release day and all that stuff. And, yeah, even even the console manufacturers aren't really caring too much about trying to save GameStop. Yeah, I mean, the only people who should be, who should even consider trying to save GameStop are people who have bad internet. Yeah, that that's all that GameStop is for anymore is people who don't really have the internet or want to want to participate in the used game business. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, I I feel yeah. like uh, digital is the way to go for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I don't want to discredit the whole used game sort of thing because there are a lot of people out there that, you know, that's how they can play their games and that's how they afford to play their games. And, you know, they get a new one, they play it, and then maybe they trade it in towards something else. And so that is important for a lot of people, but I don't know, just there's probably other ways. The, the, ca- the counterpoint to that is that, like, as we go more digital, you know this year, like, a lot of people have been buying their games digitally, but have you also seen how many fucking sales there have been on the yeah. PlayStation oh, yeah. Store this year? Definitely, definitely. There have been- and, and, and they're, like, really good sales, too. Like, they're pretty competitive, and, um, yeah, I mean, you can get a lot of great deals out of them. Yeah, and, like, it's, I, I mean, I know PC gaming isn't, like, the the least expensive way to go, but you can get a decent enough gaming PC for about, like, 800 to $1,000, and then go to Steam and buy games for, like, less than 5 bucks a pop. Yeah. That Steam sale, being the first time I have bought anything during a Steam sale, or their big, big ones at least, made me shit my pants mm-hmm. of how cheap some of those games were. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like holy moly! I just bought like five games for twenty bucks. I mean, just mm-hmm. crazy how um, how cheap some of these sales can be. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler. We got we 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 got more details on that Black Ops Cold War. We did. Yeah, they showed off the multiplayer yeah. this week. And there's going to be a multiplayer beta. Uh, it's gonna be there. They're going to be two... This is coming in layers, all right? <laughs> of course. As all betas happen, uh, there is a early access beta, which I believe you get for pre-ordering the game. 
which runs from October yep. 8th through 9th. And then there's an open beta starting on October 10th and ending on October 12th. And then there's there's another one happening. There's another open beta, which is happening October 15th and 16th. And then there's another beta that starts on the 17th and ends on the 19th. There's just a lot of a lot of uh, <laughs> multiplayer beta action here for this uh, Black Ops Cold War. It seems like they want a lot of people to get their hands on it and get a taste of what uh, this new Call of Duty is going to be like. Yeah. I mean, I might check it out. We'll see. I mean, you have all of October, basically. <laughs> yeah. Or the middle much. of October, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they just showed off some some maps and gameplay. It it looks it looks pretty good. I mean, it looks like a Call mm-hmm. of Duty. Does yeah. doesn't seem doesn't seem smelly to me. I mean, it's the only thing that I I don't think I'm going to like is uh, the campaign because it sounds like they're really going hard into the Cold War and the United States versus Russia thing that has been done so many times in Black Ops. Yeah, it has been done a lot. I'm not hyped about that campaign at all. Um, And so, like, to me, like, the multiplayer would really have to sell me, but what I've seen is, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's Call of Duty, but... I don't know. Modern Warfare is still pretty fucking good Mm -hmm. to play. Um, But I guess they're doing a lot more customization of your characters that you're playing, which, I mean, could be cool. But, I I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know how much that matters. I mean, let me back up. I'm sure that matters to a lot of people that will be chasing skins and all that stuff in a battle pass. But to me, that it doesn't do much. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, you'll you'll be playing maps all over the place. Um, I do like some of the kind of fire team sort of stuff that it seems like they're doing with the multiplayer, which could be pretty neat. Um, so some new modes is um, there's a six v six VIP escort mode, which does sounds like it could be cool. Twelve v twelve combined arms, and then a forty player objective based fire team. And basically, ten teams of four is what what that will be all about, and a lot more land, sea, and air vehicles. So, Call of Duty really, really becoming a lot more like Battlefield in a way, mm. a lot more bigger scaled stuff. Which I feel like people were asking for for that for a while. Yeah, with Call of Duty, of just expanding it because it was just you know kind of the same you know six v six. Over and over and over again, but really expanding that stuff. So that whole fire team thing could be neat. Yeah, we'll see. But but it, I say like it, it could be cool. But um, what's the big mode in Modern Warfare? I'm blanking on it. Gra- is it is it just called Ground War? I don't they know. do have Ground War. Big yeah. scale. Yeah, they're big scale mode. Like it's fun for like a match or two, and then you're like, hey, let's just go play. Regular multiplayer or Warzone, so who knows how how much the like hooks will be in this. But um, Gunsmith is coming back, which is a pretty interesting thing for sure. I do like that a lot about Modern Warfare. So it seems like they're continuing that. Um, Created class will have a lot more flexibility. So yeah, a lot of other smaller things. So 
It's Call of Duty, boy. Yeah. I yeah, it you summed it up really well. It's Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they also did confirm that it will have cross gen and cross play still. So that's cool that they are continuing that. Alright. <laughs> Sorry. Last thing. The first time I read this, I was like, that's a fucking name for this. Yeah. Um, these are some of the next gen features. So, like, the game will run at 120 hertz. Uh, next gen uh, contour terrain will be will be better. Um, but there's this one thing they have called the threat priority system. <laughs> a new threat priority audio system dynamically assigns priorities to various sounds during a firefight. Could be cool, but that name's just... I don't know. It's kind of funny to me. Threat priority. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I. Th- yeah, I think that's it. That's all the news. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, football is happening, but the, this year you won't be uh, you won't be hearing us talk about fantasy football because we've decided to take a break. For a year, especially considering that this is a year we aren't even sure that the season will progress as normal. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so, yeah, you have COVID to thank for us not talking about fantasy football every fucking episode during the <laughs> NFL season. Yeah, but we will keep talking about racing. Yes, until the Formula One season ends, which I think is in December. December, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're halfway through the season. Shit. All right. Well, I think there's a week break in F1, though. Yes. So I'm going to have to find something else to talk about. Maybe the NASCAR playoffs. <laughs> or maybe IndyCar. I don't maybe. know. <laughs> yeah. IndyCar is racing today. Yeah. Too. Yeah, they, they, they had a doubleheader this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over at that mid-Ohio track, which I think looks like a fun track to drive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not that I'll ever get out there to drive it. I don't know if I'll ever drive on a racetrack. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. Maybe maybe oh. I'll get on an oval. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, who knows? May- Did you see, though, that... Um, I didn't see this, that Jimmy Johnson's going to be coming to IndyCar? Yeah. I, I did not know that until yesterday when I started watching... A little bit of the IndyCar race, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I knew, I know he was talking about doing it. But I'm like, "Wow, I can't believe he's." You know who else might come to IndyCar? Sergio, oh, Sergio Sergio Perez. Perez. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. Honestly, I would love to see what he could do in an IndyCar. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But I mean, he's he's yeah, out of a seat exciting. in F1. He does, there's nowhere clear that yeah. he could go, unless yeah, yeah. I mean. Vettel's taking his seat. Yeah, which is very a very weird choice for them, considering the trajectory of Vettel's performances, which isn't even just down to the car at this point. Like he just doesn't seem like he, right. his heart is in it anymore. Yeah, I, I I I'm really curious how it'll go with him next year, because I mean, even Leclerc, I feel like really kind of outperforming his car a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in certain tracks. Like, I mean, he qualified fifth. He was running up in the top three for a little bit today. So, 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. you. You would think that Vettel could get a lot more out of that car than he has been, but maybe he just doesn't give a shit about Ferrari anymore. Yeah, I mean, they, they've already <laughs> said, hey, you're not racing here he's next like, year. Nah. Yeah, he's like, nah, I'm not going to really care to get you guys any good mm-hmm. good finishes. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you go to a team that you've idolized for a while, and then you discover that the reason they're good is because they're allowed to cheat. <laughs> Makes you think. Yeah. It does make you think, for sure. Uh, all right, that that's enough. We, we Why do we go full circle like this? We don't need to. Because we love racing, and we love talking about racing. Yeah. All right. Honestly, I have no one else to talk about racing with, so it, it excites me. Hmm. No one else... Uh, I know is into racing like 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 you so it's always fun to talk about yeah all right well i think we're gonna we're gonna take a break until next week uh we're gonna call an end to this show tyler i think are, are we gonna play some wasteland we are i'm down all right all right that sounds good so we're going to uh we're gonna go do that but if you need to talk to us for any reason whatsoever you can do that a couple of ways one way is via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, and shares with your friends. That's the best way you can help us get out to more uh, listeners. Uh, if you need to find me, you can do that at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler at and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Y'all doing anything over there right now? I mean, I know you were on vacation. Um, not right now. Any plans? Yeah. Um, might make some stuff here soon. Any nothing, any, nothing any right exciting now. albums coming out, or is any music coming out right now? Yeah, there's actually there's a lot of music coming out right now, mm. um, in the metal world at least. So seems like they're still just trying to get their albums out. So all right, well, yeah. go check out all of that. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and vroom 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 vroom.